We all like to get out and about, and our towns and city centres are a very popular place. Let's face it, you go there to do your shopping, meet friends, socialise, cinema, all sorts of reasons why we do this, and we do it because also they are safe environments. And when I talk about safe environments, I'm talking specifically about our safety when it comes to road traffic. You're on the pavement, the traffic is on the road. But that is changing for some years now, Councils have been looking at shared surfaces where there's one level, no kerbs, no crossings, and we share the surface with vehicles. But that has thrown up all sorts of problems, concerns and worries from all sections of the community. Today we're speaking with Helen Honsvet from the Guide Dogs of the Blind Association, and they have concerns not just for the charity but for their guide dog owners as well. Helen Shared surfaces, they are becoming, as I say, more popular. What what are the main factors of these and why are councils looking at them? So I think the aim behind why councils are looking into them is to make their high street environments more welcoming and to slow traffic down. And the aim of them is to make them a better environment for pedestrians. However, unfortunately, by removing crossings and curbs, it means that for some sections of the community, they become no-go areas. I was speaking with a guide dog owner, Eric, recently, who actually hasn't been to his high street independently for two years since it became a shared surface because he just can't confidently know when he's in the road and when he's on the pavement, which is obviously incredible dangerous situation to be in and so that's why we're looking at trying to get government guidance created so that councils when they're creating shared services can make sure that they are safe for everybody. Is this more aesthetics then? It looks nice but when you're talking about the safety element there you know there are concerns now from all sections of the community this isn't just from from guide dogs as well you know you have people perhaps with hearing impairments, elderly, people with young children there's a whole host of people who could be adversely affected by this. A really sad case happened recently in Jersey when a young child was actually killed on a shared surface area because their parent had assumed that they were already in the park because that, again, the delineation between the road and the pavement was really confusing. And so their child went ahead of them and, and tragically was killed. So the consequences of these areas and the uncertainty to drivers and pedestrians can be incredibly dangerous. This is probably a bit of an obvious question. There will be, I'm sure, directions and guidelines for shared space, but are they just not up to speed? Are they just not good enough? Well, they're just guidelines at the moment, so they are very much up to interpretation. And what happens quite frequently is that councils will consult and trying to get the views of lots of members of society, then go off on their own interpretation of their consultation. And so we think that there needs to be that really clear guidance for councils so that they can make sure that the high streets, which are the heart of the community, are safe for everybody. I'm a guide dog owner myself. Now, shared surfaces I have come across on several occasions. Now, for people who who perhaps don't know how guide dogs work, if I'm out walking in the street, the dog is trained when it comes to a curb to stop and to wait until I tell it it's it's safe to go. That that could be crossing a road. So that curb is crucial for the dog to recognise that I'm coming up to somewhere that could be dangerous, I better stop. Now, by taking out the curbs, then that must really confuse the dogs because they will have really no idea or, or even people with canes may find it difficult as well to actually find any kind of demarcation. 
Yeah, I mean, it effectively means that a guide dog can't work in a shared surface environment. I was speaking to another guide dog owner, Laura, who is in Leicester City Centre, and she said that she's walking along and all of a sudden realised that she was in the middle of the road with traffic coming at her. And that's just because, as you say, the guide dog isn't able to indicate to its owner when you're in the pavement and when you're in the road. So it really undermines the role of a, of a guide dog. I, I looked at some of the guidelines uh, in the past and one of the things that, that I found quite shocking was one of the guidelines is that if you're a pedestrian and you're looking to cross over the road on a shared space, you should attempt to make eye contact with the drivers. Now, for someone with a visual impairment, how on earth are you going to do that or even like a child? I know, yeah, it's total madness. Um, and I think that this really underlines the need for why there should always be one controlled crossing in a high street so that there is one guaranteed safe space to cross in every high street because at the moment in many of these shared surface schemes there isn't that kind of safe place to cross. And as you say, then trying to make eye contact with drivers is... Impossible, is, is really, not, isn't it? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> when these spaces are you know, in the planning stage, if you like, do councils consult with public bodies or charities for disabled people? Because I would imagine if they did, a lot of these worries and concerns would be flagged up straight away. Yeah, so most of the time councils are consulting. However, I think there's a difference between consulting and taking on board those views in the final design. And unfortunately, sometimes the views of the visually impaired community in particular are not getting taken into account. And so I think there's a real frustration. And also it's resulting in costs in the long term to councils as well, because when they go and often spend millions of pounds on these schemes and then six months down the line realise that they are unusable for certain sections of society they're then having to go back reconsult re-dig up the roads and spend a lot more money on making them fit for purpose so by having guidance and doing consultation and really taking those views into account in the long term it actually would be really beneficial for councils as well. So what are guide dogs calling for from central government then? So from central government, we want this clear and up-to-date guidance on accessibility and making high street environments accessible. All councils have a formal process of engaging disabled people at the start of the planning process. And until that happens, we don't think that any more shared surface schemes should be created because we think it's unacceptable that high streets are being made inaccessible to people with sight loss. And for something so crucial to public safety, I would have thought that it wouldn't be a loose set of guidelines. I would have thought that there would be something which says you must do this and you cannot do this. And that would be that. But that's not quite the case at the moment. So this is what guide dogs are calling for. And this monitorium to stop any shared space projects going ahead. What, what stage are you at with that at the moment, Helen? So there was recently a parliamentary committee that looked into shared surface and they made similar recommendations about the need for guidance. So we're waiting for the government to respond to that. The UK government have been saying for the past few years that the Chartered Institution of Highways and Transportation would be producing guidance on shared surfaces. However, at the end of last Years, that organisation said that they will not be producing new guidance and then instead they will just be reviewing the current scheme. So this really does need to be something that comes from government.
in terms of us adding our voice to the committee that's just made its recommendations to government, a former guide dog owner, Eric, that I uh, mentioned earlier, he has got an open letter that he's asking people to sign up to. Already 5,000 people have signed up to that, and that's calling on the government to introduce this guidance. Helen, just finally then, if people would perhaps like to sign up to this open letter or get more information or join the campaign with Guide Dogs, are there ways to do that? Yes, if you go to our website and go to www.guidedogs.org.uk forward slash streets ahead, there will be a link to Eric's letter on there. Or people can email us at campaigns at guidedogs.org.uk or give us a ring on zero. 0- 800-028-4348. Helen, best of luck with the campaign. We will, of course, follow the progress. And thank you for speaking with us on RNIB Connect Radio. Thank you.